Hello friends, my name is Patrick Little and welcome to A Little History. In our first season titled A Mythology Apology. Each week I'll be bringing you stories from various mythologies and folklore from around the world. These stories can be some of the most iconic tales we've known, and some of them are just really weird and obscure. So join me each week as I present this to you, alongside a lot of shit-talking, some weird segues, and some weird silly sound effects. You're listening to A Little History. Oh, I'll just hide in the bushes then. <laughs> Who immediately made her their queen. As a cow? No, as a human. Unfortunately, he trips on a tangled root and kind of knocks himself out. <laughs> so he's a horse mechanic and he's a son of a god. He's a horse mechanic. I didn't need a freaking story about making pies, man. I know how to make a bloody pie. I've caught you the deathless. <laughs> give me the fucking ball and I'm going to go down there and I'm going to give Gilgamesh a piece of my mind. <laughs> Sorry. Plexiplus. Homeless Gandalf without a beard. I'm not going to help you at this point, but what you should do is you should leave your silver snuff box with us for us to remember you by. <laughs> silver snuff box. And she uh, she starts cursing Gilgamesh, being like, fuck you, Gilgamesh, piece of shit. So he heads back to Mycenae with Cassandra the concubine. <laughs> is that what she's known as? Yeah, one job to do, mate. One <laughs> fucking job. Don't look in the closet. I'm glad I got your attention. All right, well, let's get it started, hey? Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have uh, we have Matthew back again, one of the co-founders of Kangaroo Cuffs Workwear. Outdoor and workwear cuffs, boot cuffs, Pat. Yep, but uh, thanks for the plug. No, I talked to myself <laughs> right out of sponsorship there. That's all right. If you just sponsorship down, <laughs> yeah. down the drain. Sorry, www.cancuffs.com. There you go. I, yeah. I added another W there at the front too. Just to <laughs> don't put in six Ws, as I just said. Just the three will do. Just to emphasize your web, <laughs> your web presence. I don't even know what the W stands for. So World Wide Web. There we go. Yep. We're yeah, in a World Wide Web, 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 Web. I'll say that. It's a big web. It's got a little bit bigger now with Kangaroo Cuffs. Yeah. Oh, watch out, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new business in town. <laughs> Bezos is shaking. <laughs> <laughs> So we're coming up right behind you, mate. Oh, I love it. Love it. All right. Well, all right, Matt. We'll see uh, seeing as the, the fans love you and uh, and I love you. Oh, do they? Want to have you back. Look at that. Oh, Want to have you back. Brotherly love. Exactly. I'm back. Pick up those ratings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the floundering ratings. Had to go back to the original. We tend to take original a dip. recipe. We tend to take a dip whenever Nick's on. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. No, nothing. <laughs> you nothing. had a mid-season, mid-season slump. <laughs> like Ross is back with Rachel again, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> we all saw it coming. <laughs> we, need a, we need the drama. Nah, nothing but love there to all the Nick fans and to Nick himself. Uh, he killed it. Uh, mm. He killed it last episode. Literally. Well played, Nicholas. <laughs> we may well not played. survive. Burn <laughs> 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 oh, nah, on the neck. He's amazing. It's a it's a rare unit. There you go. <laughs> it's a wonder Very me nice. and him are best friends. That's uh, we just we just mm. get on. Anyway, well, you did one with our other brother as well. I Daniel. did, Daniel, the other co-founder. Um, mm. Yeah, he actually picked mm. up one of your loose ends. Uh, unfortunately, for those of us who who listened to it, uh, the uh, Caledonian boar hunt. Uh, Matt was actually originally on that, and the the connection uh, with the whole bandwidth and all that was just absolutely shocking. That uh, the episode was unsalvageable. So, uh, but man, we had a good time doing. We had a ball, wasn't might, it fun? Yeah, we might bring uh, it up. I might bore? re-release it. Oh, a bore of a time. <laughs> Remastered, <laughs> remaster it. Yeah. I might bring like you know twentieth uh, anniversary. Do you remember like Fable? I might do like the Lost Chapters or something like that, and just uh, release that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. All right, well let's uh, let's let's get into it now. Speaking of getting into it, Matt, I'm actually going to get you out of where you're used to being. Uh, being basically, Whoa. most of our stories so far have been sort of based in Greek and Roman mythology. I'm going to take a little bit further east, and we're going to go into uh, one of the epic poems in the uh, in Me- Mesopotamian uh, uh, folk, or not folklore, but history. 
itself. This is the Epic of Gilgamesh. So you're throwing me out of my comfort zone. I am. The Hercules movie. Disney movie. Now I have to think other things. Oh, you're no. in the wilderness now, mate. <laughs> I've got nothing to fall back on. This is scary. <laughs> you can always revert back mm. to Hercules. It's always fun. <laughs> A lot of isses. <laughs> I'll go back there. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, Mesopotamia. Let's do it. Uh, so the Epic of Gilgamesh, it's one of those stories that um, can be dated back to like the second millennia BC. So we're talking like over 4,000 years ago. So uh, it's uh, pretty old. Before Netflix. Gotcha. <laughs> Way before Netflix. I can't think of a pun <laughs> what, for that. What did people do? <laughs> well, they told stories <laughs> around campfires. You should, you'll should. you think of one in post-production and just add it in there. <laughs> oh, dude, cut and paste, cut and paste. <laughs> just slide it on in there. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So uh, the, one of these stories being, you know, over 4,000 years old, it's one of those stories that has a lot of separate uh, versions of it. So we've got, um, you know, versions in the Hittite and Hurrian languages. So we're talking like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. modern day, like Southern Armenia and even like Anatolia, places like that. Uh, or sorry, Northern Mesopotamia. Is that what we're going to do today? Um, no, I'm, we're going to speak like that, of course. English has no place here. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Thank <laughs> goodness. I had been brushing up on my ancient languages, so oh. it should be interesting. Well, they're going to go to waste now, unfortunately. It's all English. For this oh, Rickney. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going not so, to speak. Sorry, you go. Sorry, I said we're not going to speak Game of Thrones languages. Just to, no, unfortunately. For all those fans. No High Valyrian for all of us today, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no. Cool. So this our so fan base. The way, yeah, the, the way I'm saying, uh, the reason I'm saying, you know, all the separate accounts is because the main account I'm taking off is um, one of 12 incomplete tablets that was taken from one of the uh, Syrian cities of Nineveh. It was like carved tablets um, in the city, in the palace of Sennacherib, who was like a, uh, or Sennacherib and his, uh, and his brother, I believe it was, or his son, uh, Ashurbanipal, I've got to correct that. Uh, and they were Assyrian kings uh, that lived in the, you know, 8th to 7th centuries and ruled there. So that, those tablets are in Arcadian, which is kind of a little bit of a dead language. Think like it's, it's written in cuneiform, which is like a wedge, wedge-shaped um, text. So you see a lot of arrows pointing here and there. So there was no Netflix, but there was Microsoft tablets. You can say it's text flicks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so was there commandments Commandments <laughs> on these tablets? What was going on? No, not these you go back to the... This is way before Mos- Moses like tripped out on some burning bush and uh, came out with some, some weird laws. <laughs> can we talk about that mythology of Christianity? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> can't alienate the audience here, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Back to. Sorry. Go. Go on. Go on. Hey, well, in this podcast, we get to the stories that make, or you know, make us human. So the stories of our cultures and all that. So who knows? We might get to. Uh, we might hit on Moses and see what he was all on about. But uh, yeah, that might be for for another time. We'll see what's up. But these are. Yeah. Don't have that one for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't want that I'll, one. I'll just get angry. Just get Save angry. Save that one for Nick. Yeah. So the thing about the Arcadian language is you've got, uh, it includes like dialects from like old Babylonian and also Assyrian uh, dialects. So you're going to have like, the, the interesting thing about this tablet is, it, is it's got gods that are Babylonian and gods that are Assyrian and, um, and yeah, it's kind of like in, interchanging. But the cool thing is each god has their own city. Like that's one of the... Uh, one of the thing about these uh, these Mesopotamian or Near Eastern cultures, every city had like a god that like lived in the city, and if somebody oh conquered, very nice if the city got conquered, um, the conquering army would take the god out of the temple and take him back to their place. So then, ah, uh, the the I remember that from the Assyrians. Yeah. I remember that warfare through the ages, Maris College. Yes, I do remember that. Rodney Fish, shout out to Rodney. So anyway, let's get let's start off with this story, hey? So. Our story begins in the city of Uruk. 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 And it's in, it's in like Mesopotamia. Think like modern day Iraq. It's like in there. It's usually like southern Iraq for that one. Okay. Yep. The city of Uruk is ruled over by our hero of the story, Gilgamesh. He is king. Gilgamesh. Is that like a, that sounds like an old rock band from the 70s, like Gilgamesh or something I'm like that. Sure Gilgamesh that, and Friends. I'm sure there's been some sort of, uh, at least an album name 
yeah, like, <laughs> like I think seventies, seventies hard, like some some somebody that opened for Deep Purple, like one of those sorts yeah. of bands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who's that Canadian band? Oh, Rush. Like Rush did it. Oh yeah. I could just yeah, I could see them doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've just offended your whole <laughs> your, your whole art of rock music that you used to uh, do. I still still <laughs> do your it. Band, in my Scaramouche. Head. Still do it in the show. Yeah. I'm I'm glad it stays there. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, back back to it. We can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> so back to it. Gilgamesh. He's the son of Lugal Banda. Lugo, Lugal Banda. These names, yeah, great. <laughs> These names are going to be tough. Yeah, well, <laughs> all the Greeks were tough. Oh, are going to be tough. Well, the good thing is you've only got you've only got a few names to remember, really. Thank so, okay. King, he's the uh, he's the son of uh, King Lugobanda, and his wife is called Rimat Ninsun. It's called Rimat Ninsun, but you know you, you could just say Ninsun as well. So, her, his mother's name is Ninsun, and she happens to be one of the, like a, like a minor goddess. And she's like the goddess of wisdom. Oh, okay. And so she's the uh, she's the wife of Lugobanda. Um, and the interesting thing uh, about this whole story is there is ties to history in it. So there was actually a historical king, uh, a Sumerian king called Lugobanda, and he was the fourth king in the uh, in in the Sumerian king list. And then you've got Gilgamesh uh, being the fifth king in this list. Mm-hmm. So you can sit there and say like this Gilgamesh was an actual king who they, uh, who they wrote a story of and, you know, fantasized it, you know, made it all epic and all that. But yeah, it's, it's grounded in history, this story, but they've kind of just, uh, you know, blown up a lot of the bits. Jazzed it up a bit. Jazzed it up. It's like an old movie. They've, they've remastered it. Yeah, and, and, and done it well. Yep. Done it well. Yeah. So the thing oh, it's about- a good remake. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. So, yeah, but everyone, everyone is really, everyone's really chuffing over Gilgamesh. Like Gilgamesh is the bee's knees. He's one of those guys that, you know, he's he's the, he's the goring wild bull. He walks out in front like a leader, but he also walks behind at the rear, so all of his companions trust him and all that. He's one of those, one of those guys. But <laughs> so, how's he do that at the same time? Well, he's, he's just the man at the back. He's just the man. Oh, nice. he, he's just like he leads everybody, but he also supports everybody. So no one's bitching about him. Well, no one's like, oh. I th- I <laughs> everyone feel- loves him. Yeah, I have a feeling this thing is said after, like it's like a more of a, like a like a past tense because at the beginning of this story, he's like a bit of a dick. But I'll get into that. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't got a lot of reason for people to really love him. Um, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, so uh, Gilgamesh, he's he's king of Uruk. Things are going well, but he's been troubled by some bad dreams. Oh no, we know dreams aren't good. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we know bad dreams aren't good. They oh, well, come this, back. All yep, right, yep, yep. Well, this one's not not so bad. So he wakes up from his bad dream and he goes to tell his mum Ninsun. So he's had a bad dream. He goes to his mother, who uh, Ninsun's. At described... least you've got someone to speak to. Yeah, the goddess of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> she's handy <laughs> to speak to. Someone can interpret your dreams for you. You might as well be have a be <laughs> the goddess of wisdom. Some actual advice that'll be nice, and not somebody looking inside the uh, the entrails of animals, going, "Oh, you should probably do that." Yeah, <laughs> God, I don't know. <laughs> you should invade someone. What? <laughs> Conquer their lands. What? <laughs> uh, so, um, so the dream that uh, Gilgamesh tells Ninsun is that uh, it was a star-filled sky and and some kind of meteorite um, of of sent by Anu, who's the king of the gods, uh, was sent down to the earth. And sort of hits the ground, and um, and everybody gathers around it, and, and you know starts starts uh, you know trying to lift it and move it and turn it, and uh, the strength is just is just crazy. You can't move it, you can't do anything with it. And all the people of Uruk, like all the citizens, come out and they begin worshiping the fallen meteorite. <laughs> As you do. This is a primitive. That's yeah, That's what they used to do. Mate, four thousand years ago. <laughs> I'd probably be all over it now. Be talking <laughs> smack. <laughs> so Gilgamesh himself, uh, you know, goes in, in the dream. He goes to the rock. He embraces it uh, as you would a wife. So take that as you will. I was going to say he, he gives it a good cuddle. <laughs> as a lover or as a wife? Uh, it just says <laughs> as, as a wife. As a wife. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, ambiguous. We'll do the PG version. Yeah. Yes. We'll the, yeah. Okay. He just, just embraces it, cuddles. Just gives it a cuddle. Gives it a cuddle. Just a cuddle. And then in his dream... 
his mother, Ninsun, tells him that that was sent to him to compete with him, as in compete for power and all that. And so Gilgamesh... A meteorite like, was. Yeah, yeah. And so, like... So he's caught between a rock and a hard place. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now he's at rock bottom. Oh. oh, sorry. He's been rocked to the core. Oh, <laughs> Okay, uh, but well, you know Gilgamesh's mum. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. You don't have to. <laughs> uh, Ninsun, mm. she's 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 all. Oh, calm. is it actually Rocky? There you go. Oh, there we go. He's actually competing with and Sylvester he, Stallone. He wakes up, his eyes are half open. He's like Ninsun, yeah. Ninsun. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm in a run. Yeah. Hey, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a bad Mesopotamia. guy. Imagine going up to the meteorite. Yeah, hey, oh, what's the matter with you? I'm not a bad guy. I just want to just want to cut it. Meteorite's trying to yes. leave the, leave oh, the room and he's just blocking the door, going, "Hey, what's the matter? I'm a nice guy." Hey, Adrian, you go out, Adrian. Rocky's a rapist. That's what I'm saying. The first one, is yeah, yeah, he was dead set rapist. Yeah, yeah. Adrian that was, was coerced. A creepy move. <laughs> it was a real creeps. It was a power move, but it was a creepy move. Yeah, it really was. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cre- creepy pals. Okay, so it's it's an actual rock. Okay, it's it's a meteor. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So he's he's all doing this stuff to the meteor. It's all like symbolism and all that. And so Gilgamesh wakes up and he goes to his mother Ninsun and he tells him about the dream. Or tells her about the dream. Mm-hmm. And she, being the all-knowing, the wise, she says, "Don't worry about it. You're all good." Basically, saying that this meteorite symbolizes a mighty man that has been sent to become your comrade. Like he's the mightiest of the land. He's strong, but he's also brave. He was sent by Anu, Lord of the Gods. Uh, you know, you loved him in the dream. You embraced him as a wife or just, you know, tenderly, we'll say. <laughs> okay, yep. Um, well, they argued. And he, he's got, yeah, he's going to be someone who's going who's gonna to save you, who's loyal to you. Don't worry about the dream. The dream is good. Just keep being awesome. So it's not his competition. So it's not his competition. That's what she's saying. Well, it's someone who can compete with him. But she's oh. like, don't worry. This guy or this, this thing... He says, mighty man. So a guy. <laughs> mighty man. It mighty sounds man. like sounds like a budget G.I. Joe. I am mighty That's man. That's the text. <laughs> it's, it's a rival oh, to G.I. Joe. This Joe's. is a mighty man. <laughs> yeah. Don't you worry. A mighty man. But yeah. So Gilgamesh, he has some more dreams. And he goes, mom, I've had another dream. <laughs> How old is Gilgamesh? Sorry. Going to your mom every time you have a dream. <laughs> Jesus. Mom. <laughs> He's in his twenties. <laughs> Mom, Come I had on, another dude. weird dream. Jesus, buddy. <laughs> Trying to internally process it first, mm. mate. I suppose that's where you're getting on your anyway. weird. Don't have anything else to kind of get it going. You have to have, have it in your dreams. Yeah, you can't be like, Mom, I cuddled a meteor. Like, I need some, I need some guidance on this one. And then she says, "The meteor is your friend." He's like, "What?" Anyway, <laughs> and so, so it get it, it gets better. Dream two. He has a dream where he's in a marital chamber. So you know. <laughs> a marital chamber. Is it like fifty shades of grey? Is that what's getting... <laughs> oh, it's just... No, it's like the it's like the it's like the bridal suite. So it's a bit like you know, yeah. you get married and you'd be like, All right, let's go and consummate this shit. So he's standing in there. Aren't they glad they got rid of that talk? Come to my chamber, yeah. baby. <laughs> my chamber. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Sounds so gross. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Go on. Wow. <laughs> it's actually quite lovely. <laughs> marital chambers are lovely. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so and so you've you, yeah yeah so you've got an axe a an axe lying in the doorway. So he's like, oh fuck, what the shit? And a whole bunch and pretty much all all the same shit that happened in the first dream happens in terms of all the people come around and gather and worship the axe. And then Gilgamesh <laughs> embraces it like as a wife. And these people are quick to worship anything. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a good axe. It's a nice axe. Hey, yeah. And, uh, you know, the axe ends up competing with Gilgamesh somehow. I'm not sure if it, like, floats around and, like, like they have, like, a standoff or something. I'm not quite sure. Um, uh, and, you know, he, he tells Ninsun all about the dream. And she's like, dude, chill out. It's all good. And basically just says all the stuff that she said the first time. Go, you know, be joyous. Uh, you know, the prophecy's all good. And uh, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Mm-hmm. So Gilgamesh goes, oh, sweet. My heart's at ease. I feel good about this. I can go back to ruling my kingdom, the mighty city of Uruk. Now, the thing about Gilgamesh as a ruler, he's actually a bit of a shit dude. Mm-hmm. Like, not a good ruler. So he is the mightiest in the land. 
he's you know he's massively strong he's like strong as like three blokes he can fight anyone he he basically all these male fighters come up to challenge him and he just kills everybody who you know tries to fight him even people that don't he'll just go around and just like kill people just because (laughs) well he got an idea of how much people don't like him from his dreams where they just start uh praising and following inanimate objects like an axe (laughs) Instead of him, like yeah, they I, want to follow I, I want to somebody think else. it's him being insecure. Yeah, him being insecure about his his the way he's been treating people. But Any he doesn't come through in his day to day. They have to rule something uh, to you know follow something else. They will. Go <laughs> cool, let's praise that like Gilgamesh or an inanimate axe in a ma- in the doorway of a marital chamber. <laughs> yeah. Like we're taking oh, that. This, the inanimate carbon rod. In rod we trust. Exactly. <laughs> so. Gil- what I'm getting at is that Gilgamesh is a cruel ruler. <laughs> and he's you wondering know, why people don't a... like him in his dreams. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's killed, he, he kills male subjects at a whim and he takes any female in the, in, the, in the city that he likes to bed. It's good to be the king, isn't it? Wow. Good to be the king for him. He'll even on, you know, at, in, on wedding days, he'll take newly married brides and be the first to like, you know, have sex with the wife while the husband waits patiently. Oh, so that's, is it that scene off Braveheart where they're doing that? Yeah, yeah he takes the, the king's right or whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, wow. It's, Who passed that it's law? It's really... <laughs> the king. Oh, just Gilgamesh, probably. What a seedo. Yeah. <laughs> like any king or dictator would do. They're like, oh, by the way, I get to bang anyone I want. I get to bang your wife before you do. Ha, ha, ha. I'm a dick. <laughs> Even cult leaders do that. That's yeah. like the, the first thing you do in a cult. Yeah. Make sure that I can bang whoever I want. That's like the last thing you do when you all else fails. Can't get a girl. You just start a cult. <laughs> start going down that road. Get your game back. Start a cult. <laughs> last resort. Start a religion. Cult. You're going to get someone to follow you. People are following <laughs> axes and meteors. Like Someone will follow you. There's you, a few wackos out there. Yeah, yeah. There's some wackos out there. <laughs> just to get laid. Uh, yeah. So, so what I'm getting at is that uh, pretty much no one can challenge Gilgamesh. And uh, after this, uh, after a time, the people of Uruk, they're, you know, pretty uh, not happy with uh, either being <laughs> killed or, having, or being banged. <laughs> yeah, they're not happy. Oh, my brothers are dead and my wife's been boned. Sweet. Thanks, King. <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, they're not happy with the treatment that they're getting from their monarch. So they pray to the gods for aid. And we think we have it bad here. Hey? Politics exactly. are bad now. Jeez. Could have had it really bad. They've guys. got an out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they can pray to the gods. What can we or, do? Or an axe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, take me. Yeah. <laughs> so the goddess Aruru. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, Aruru. Yes. What is she the goddess of? What does she do? She just said, Aruru, what do you do, do? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'll save that. I wanted to save you a couple of zingers. <laughs> <laughs> wow how do you do these are coming off the bat yeah that's oh, it's my sec it's my second ipa i'm really enjoying what's going on right now. you're done this uh so aruru <laughs> she's the one who created humankind aruru. oh aruru okay not mankind humankind so you know all humans okay. so she's yep. got she's got a bit of part to play with this so all the all the subjects of Uruk, they're praying. They're like, oh shit, we need something. Help us out with this stuff. So Aruru's like, no worries, I've got you guys. <laughs> so what she does, she she creates within herself what they call like a zirkut, which a is like uh, what they say, like yeah, Z I K R double T. So like a uh, a zirkut of Anu. So think like a, like a counterpart of Anu being the king of the gods and all that. So she's like, I'm gonna make what you would call a mighty man. A mighty man. Yeah, what she does, she uh, she washes her hands, pinches off a bit of clay, and then you know makes it probably rolls it into a ball like you're making like a nice beef kofta or something like that, and then she just casts it down onto the earth. And where it lands, somewhere in the wilderness, and then out of the clay mold, so that so the clay mold that she's made dries up and cracks open, and from within it comes the valiant Enkidu. 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 These names are amazing. Enkidu. Pingu's coming up. I oh, know he is. These, <laughs> these names are fantastic. Uh, now, I can just say that Enkidu is the man. He is so cool. He is good. 
And so Enki Do is he's um he's endowed with the immense strength of Ninurta. Is he well endowed? Is with the strength of Ninurta? Shamat will be able to tell you all about that. Oh, oh. Shamat Shamat. Yes, uh, Ninurta is um is the the god of farming, healing, hunting, law, scribes, and war. So a bit of a lot of stuff. Um, and so Enki has got a lot of strength. He's got a bit on his plate. Wow. He's got some crazy strength from him. I'm assuming mainly from like the farming and hunting side of things, um, and and the war mm-hmm. side, obviously. So Enkidu's jacked. He's uh, he's he's good to go. <laughs> Farmer wants a wife. He's jacked, dude. <laughs> Uruk wants an Enkidu. See you later. That's, that's what they want. <laughs> he works the land. All right. <laughs> so so Enkidu is the answer to the prayers of the people of Uruk, and he's got the he's got the the might. He's he's he he's got the potential to challenge uh, the might of Gilgamesh. So he's like the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's, he's the thing. He's the answer to the dreams. So uh, just to quote the description, this is from one of those tablets from the palace of Nineveh. Uh, Nineveh. Mm-hmm. His whole body was shaggy with hair. He had full head <laughs> of hair like a woman. So you assume the hair is like glorious. <laughs> he's chewy. <laughs> Essentially he's, chewy. Uh, <laughs> it's a be- with better hair. Better hair. He takes care of himself. Is he desirable? Is that what the thing is? Is he well, supposed to be desirable? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Women yeah. liking him? Oh, oh no, someone pulls the news. We'll get to All that. Right. Uh, his locks billowed in profusion like Ashan or Ashnan, sorry. Now Ashnan's the goddess of harvest and food, and she's the uh, she's the daughter of Enki. Now Enki is the um, what did I say? The god, uh, one of the gods of wisdom, intellect, uh, magic, and just like a world world shaper as well so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I, I don't actually know why they talk about um ashnan's hair but you know she must have good hair like just like really good hair locks or something but we'll see what's up with that um and he he need um he knew neither people nor settled living so basically he lives like a wild man because he's he, he got thrown out <laughs> in the wilderness he's doing wild man stuff yeah yep yep he wears the garment he looks like apart. Sumukan. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Sumukan is the god of wild animals. So he wears like a bear skin or something like that. Oh, to cover his bear body. Yo, <laughs> his hairy like, body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, think like Raquel Welsh at like 10,000 BC or whatever, whatever the fuck that movie was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That's those bad 50s movies where they're like, yeah, so you just wear like animal fur, nappies. Yeah, that's what cavemen did. Like, absolutely. So that's kind of what he does. But it's shaped into a bikini. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, not uh, not Enkidu. Enkidu's just wearing the bottom the bottom togs. No, I'm, I'm aware. No, it's yeah, he's Welsh ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, as well as being a wild man, uh, he uh, he eats grass because that's there's nothing really much out there, and he hangs out, hangs out with the gazelles. Hey, what's more wild about that? He's uh, pretty tight with them, and uh, nice. he's, he spends his day, his days uh, wandering around the wilderness with them. Jostling for uh, jostling for position at the watering hole, and you know, with uh, with just like animals, his thirst is uh, is slacked by just water. That's all he drinks: water, and, and and he eats grass and hangs out with the gazelles and other wild animals. So he doesn't try to eat his gazelle friends. No, no, because he does. He's a herbivore. Yeah, he's a herbivore. All he does is drink uh, drink water and eat grass. So he's just like the wild man as he's you, anyone's looking at him like oh my god how uncivilized and he's like yeah i'm covered in fur and i eat grass and water of course i'm uncivilized i'm enki do <laughs> and i speak quite well <laughs> so oh at this point <laughs> he just he, he just makes gazelle noises <laughs> <laughs> so they don't even know. it'd be what a vision this what is the vision. point where I have to find a sound of a what a gazelle makes and then just uh, cut and paste it into here. <laughs> is he? I have no idea what a gazelle makes. Stunning. <laughs> so en- Enkidu is living as a wild man. He doesn't know why. He doesn't know um, why he's been created or that he's been created by anything. He just mm-hmm. knows that he's hanging out in the wild and just doing all that. And he's happy with it. He's happy with what's happening. He's content. That's nice. Yeah, everything changes for Enkidu. Uh, when he's spotted one day on the opposite side of the watering hole by a young trapper, like a like a hunter when he's taking his water from the other animals or with the other animals. And the trapper's like, holy shit, I'm terrified by this. But he, he stays and, you know, observes Enkidu for three days. So as scared as you can be, but you're just not going. <laughs> you're still watching it for three days. Was he like just so scared he couldn't move? Is that the I want to say that. Oh, I'm terrified. Wow, this guy's interesting. Enkidu just hears like this, this the sound of like teeth chattering in like a bush over the other side of the, of the water. And I was like, what, what's that? And he's just like, nah, he's, he's just, just 
petrified, but not going anywhere. He must have seen him being terrified, then heard what his name was, and went, oh, okay, that's Enkidu, that's kind of cute. That's what he, like, he won't hurt me. It's like Enkidu, Enkidu. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, ter- I'm terrified, yeah. but I'm not scared. <laughs> you are so cuddly. <laughs> I'm terrified, but, but I don't need to flee. Yeah, but you're adorable. So, <laughs> Enkidu. Uh, but after the three days, uh, you know, the trapper, he finds his feet, and he goes back and he tells his dad what he's found. Or what he's what he's seen. He's encountered a fellow in the mountains. <laughs> I was about to say it was his feet. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. So he's encountered a man uh, in the mountains. So he, he could identify him as a man, but he's hanging out with the wild animals. Just really hairy dude and all that mm-hmm. shit. Um, uh, he who he reckons is the is he mighty- jacked as well? He's pretty big, isn't he? He calls him the mightiest of the land. This young trap is just like holy shit. I've seen this dude who's just completely jacked, and um, he's from the mount. He's from the mountains. He's pretty. He's pretty. Uh, pretty wild looking. And he's a young trapper as well. So he's like, wow, he must be massive. So, you know, not the best assessment. <laughs> he's pretty impressionable. He was the biggest bit, big as a mountain. Okay, thanks. Big as a mountain he was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and basically, basically just telling him, telling his dad everything I told you about how he's, how he's jacked. He's, uh, he hangs, he's a wild man. He hangs out <laughs> with animals and does animal stuff. <laughs> I was there for three days. I was like, yeah, where the hell were you? <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> but the, what I think is amazing as well is that the Enkidu must be somewhat aware of what's going on as well because the trapper goes on to tell his dad that he's really annoyed because Enkidu went and fucked, fucked with all of his traps and like filled in all the pits now quit fucking with your traps Enkidu to, to trap animals you dig a pit and all that so the animal and cover it with foliage so the animal would like fall in it and then you go ha ha yeah great I got whatever fell in there oh I thought that was just in cartoons nah nah <laughs> Yeah, is so that when Enk- the, the giant anvil falls on their head and squishes it? Boys, <laughs> yeah, you got you got some paint cans with strings on it, like Home Alone as well. <laughs> but ah! yeah, so, so Enkidu's been going around and just like destroying his traps, so like none of his animal mates can get trapped and like hunted and all that. So the trap is a bit oh, annoyed about what a this nice one. Weller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the trap is like, Dad, he's wrecked all my traps as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> the traps. And then he also he also sets free any of the animals who are already ensnared. So he's like champion of the forest, Enkidu. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the trapper's not happy about <laughs> this. He he complains that he complains that this Enkidu guy is just making it impossible for him to fill his quota for uh, you know game to be sent back to the the community. So you know, I don't see this dad believing his son either. Oh, this is giant monster man that's screwing up all my traps. He's like, you just didn't do it, you little lazy bastard. It sounds like when I got my job as a paper, doing a, a paper route, doing the, uh, putting the... the um, doing the old not, chronicle, yeah. Not the, oh, yeah, not the, cr- not the chronicle, no. I was uh, sending out like uh, pamphlets for shit and I was like, yeah, no worries. I didn't dump it, <laughs> dump it in a, in, a, in a bin and just keep the money. I used to dump it all the time. It was a Terrible paper boy. <laughs> Free money. Oh, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good two weeks. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so, well, the trapper's father, he, he takes him kind of seriously because you've got to remember you've got Gilgamesh, who's like this awesome figure of a man anyway, who's ruling over you. He's like, he's inhuman. Oh, I forgot to mention oh, actually. what? Like, Gilgamesh, because you've got, you've got Lugabanda, his dad, and you've got Nin mm. Sun, who's, you know, a goddess. Gilgamesh is one one part man and two parts God. One part man, two parts God. So he's like fucking nuts. <laughs> so he's 33.323 recurring man. And it's okay. So he's two parts God. Where yep. are his God parts? Two parts Does he God. look different? I think it just, it just uh, comes to his fighting ability and he's just like just jacked as well. Uh, okay. That's essentially it. He doesn't. He doesn't like shoot lightning out of his out of his out of his eyes. Or <laughs> I'm about to say he doesn't have a he doesn't have a goat head or something like that. So yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nothing like that. He's, he's, he's yeah. He's styled from from all artwork of Gilgamesh or all artwork that I've seen and studied. He's pretty much um he's what you typify as being like a Mesopotamian king. He's like really really big in in stature. He's got the cool beard with the you know the. The cool, he's been through the curler and all that. Oh yes, those sweet beards. How do you get those? Yeah, too good. I have no idea. If I want they to, look though. thick. I want, I want one. They look thick. When I'm about when I'm yeah. about forty five, you better believe I'll be uh I'll be I'll be sporting that. And they kind of cone. They're like a cone. <laughs> they get yeah, really a lot of effort goes into that. 
a lot of effort. So anyway, yeah. So you've got a guy like that ruling over the kingdom. So this story from the trap from the uh, from the son of the so from the young trapper, it's not super uh-huh. far fetched. But you know, the father's like, whatever, mate. In the, if it wasn't, if you were still being able to capture all your animals and that, it'd be fine. But you know, we're not getting animals, so maybe you better go tell Gilgamesh of it, um, because Gilgamesh, he's the mightiest man in the land. Um, and all that he'll be able to sort out what to do like like the kid didn't know who the fuck Gilgamesh was <laughs> it's probably his dad it's probably had it's, sex with his mum I'm, think, I'm thinking like uh stargate the movie you know you got that that weird alien dude who who rules over them like a like a space pharaoh <laughs> it's like someone in that society going uh, better... all i got was hmm? all i got was kurt russell you had seven years to realize <laughs> well think like the bad guy out of that and he comes to he comes to their world in a in a floating fucking pyramid, and you know someone in that in that um in that village that they all the, yeah one of those people is like oh my god I don't know what's what to do about this and so, somebody else is like maybe you should go see the guy who constantly comes to us in a floating pyramid he's the mightiest in the land do you know who that guy is you're like yes I fucking know who that guy is <laughs> I remember oh is that John no no is that oh no no oh, I remember him yeah. It's the one that's not like everybody else. Yeah, this is yeah, this is who Gilgamesh is to the people of Uruk and the surrounding areas. Like he's a godlike man because he's two parts god. So anyway, mm. all that aside, <laughs> yes, sir. The father sends his young son to go and see King Gilgamesh, the same King Gilgamesh who tries to challenge young men all the time and just kills them at a whim. Like that kind Are of guy. you foreshadowing something here, Pat? <laughs> no, no, not I just... even foreshadowing. Just telling me that he's gonna die. <laughs> I just wanted to say how, how funny it would be. Like having the, oh, excuse me, King Gilgamesh, I've got to see you about the hunting problem. What? You want to fight me? Let's fight. No, I don't want to fight. You're challenging me. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to fight. No, no. There's, there's problems with the forest. Don't kill me. And uh, yeah, but Gilgamesh is like, yeah. Gilgamesh is like, no, nah, no worries. That's all right. Um, so what, what have you got to tell me? And so the trapper tells him all the stuff about, you know, how Enkidu is a big wild man, big and jacked. He's been fucking with his trapping, stopping all the, all the, all the animals that are coming in. And, uh, and Gilgamesh takes, you know, the story seriously because he remembers the dreams, the, the dreams that he's been having. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't believe the trapper about how he's saying that this, uh, this Enkidu guy who they don't know him as Enkidu yet. They just know him as this wild man. They, uh, they don't believe mm-hmm. young, young dude's assessment of, um, Enkidu being, you know, one of the, like the mightiest man around, like really jacked and super cool and all that. He's like, nah, fuck that. I'm Gilgamesh. I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest yeah, dog. In I'm town. the mightiest man. <laughs> yeah. He's like, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to send you my famous harlot called Shamat. Shamat. So harlot, harlot being one of the temple prostitutes. Um, he goes, I was going to say, you mean a harlot, like a, like a whore. Yes. Oh, fuck you, mate. My name's Shemat. The tablets call her the harlot Shemat. So Shemat is uh, the temple prostitute. And he goes, all right, I'm going to send Shemat. She can go with you. You guys can go out and find out what to do with Enkidu. Sending a prostitute to do it. Okay. Yeah, it's a weird first choice, that is. Um, but the good thing, the weird, <laughs> the weird thinking about that is Gilgamesh shares the same thinking as the trapper's dad. Because the dad was like, oh, if you send him to Gilgamesh and ask him to take like, you know, ask him about it. Just tell him about the whole story, sorry. Gilgamesh will be like, yep, I'm going to send the harlot Shemart to go back with her. And and she can like, um, you know, she can um, curb the wild man with her sexy ways and all that. <laughs> yeah. Cue fan dance. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird the wild <laughs> man. dance. It's so, so weird. So weird. <laughs> Why not just try and kill him? Because you like to kill everybody. I just uh, do not know. He's like, no worries, this wild man. Oh, he, do you reckon he's a little scared that he might be actually that big? He's like, oh, shit, I won't go. Oh. He's like, I'm the mightiest man, but take take the prostitute with you. <laughs> go take get some him. of his power. Go get him, Sharon. But anyway, that's that seems to be the uh, that seems to be the the plan. This is such a stupid fucking plan. And so the mm. trapper leaves Uruk, bringing Shemart with him together, and uh, they go in search of Enkidu, and they journey for three days. And then they arrive at the watering hole where the trapper said he previously spotted Enkidu and they wait. And uh, for a couple of days, they wait and all manner of animals pass God. by. 
there's a lot of waiting and traveling in these stories. Like, well, brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you think the uh, do you reckon the trapper's like, so Shimat, you're uh, you're the you're the harlot, aren't you? She's like, no, none for you. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon he would have been asking for something. Like, oh, just uh, why didn't he trap her? Because <laughs> Enkidu would have fucked with it. <laughs> or he's just yeah. in yeah, the yeah, trapping. Exactly. He's just no yeah, good. Yeah. Comes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of days go past and all manner of animals come and visit the watering hole and there's no sighting of Enkidu until, you know, until later on when Enkidu arrives. He arrives with the gazelles and he came, when he comes down to quench his thirst, his thirst at the watering hole. And then it's now that the trapper tells Shamat for her to take off her robe and go to Enkidu and give him some sexy time because that would take Enkidu's uh, energy and shed him of his wilderness or sorry, shed him of his wildness and, uh, <laughs> and, make, and make him alien to other animals around him. Well, he'll fall asleep afterwards, isn't it? Isn't that the... <laughs> as soon as he has sex? Oh, thanks. Say he's, say he's got to work early in the morning or something? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to be up early in the morning. That's terrible. <laughs> well, that actually... Hey. <laughs> no, that I, I kind of like that we went there because this is the... I want to I read you the translation from the tablet that is so fucked. <laughs> like, it's, you can tell oh. a dude... You can tell a bloke chiseled this in there the writers were all men <laughs> chiseled this, this, okay this is the trapper telling um shamat what to do so he's like do not be restrained take his energy when he sees you he will draw near to you spread out your robe on the floor so he can lay upon you <laughs> and perform for this primitive the primitive being enki do the task of your of, of womankind is in do what you meant to do and bang enki do wow i made a run <laughs> bang this weird beast yeah that's a good song and then his animals who grew up in his wilderness will become alien to him and his lust will groan over you you're like the fuck like uh, the, the thing that made me just like is just like the <laughs> perform the task for this primitive the task of womankind is do what you're meant to do and just fuck this guy. Do what you were born to do, love. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so fucked. Well, Pat, maybe maybe she was born to do it because her parents called her the harlot Shemat. So, you know. You know. <laughs> she's like, it's just Shemat. <laughs> oh, she's a harlot. <laughs> she's a bloody harlot. <laughs> oh, so she has to fuck this weird beast. Awesome. Uh, oh, Man beast. And you can and you can think that Shemat's just like you mate to the trapper yeah. <laughs> like, this 12 year old kid why not bastard. try talking to him first you fuckhead <laughs> why not immediately yeah. go to sex come kill him <laughs> do something bastard. with it well the, the, yeah, like, the, the trapper's not gonna be able to trap it so that's out <laughs> which means he probably mm. won't be able to kill him so you know shamat's up to the plate and she goes all right <laughs> i'm gonna do what shamat's gonna do and uh oh. yeah so you've got it's weird like the you've got a you've got a trapper who can't trap and you got Shamat the temple prostitute they're the big dogs to to take down Enkidu or take him eliminate him as a threat which is okay whatever so Shamat she she I love wins Pat every time hey love wins every time <laughs> love wins well, over violence Pat oh, oh my <laughs> come on okay so Shamat she removes her love clothes. is all you need <laughs> yeah she walks over to Enkidu she lays the robe on the ground and they have a little sexy time. It's the best inky do. Yep. <laughs> when do they get to find out that that's his actual name? <laughs> like, oh, it's it's very soon. It's got to be very soon like, because you know you can. <laughs> all right, this is where we can actually say that Enki do can definitely do do because for six days and seven <laughs> nights they lay in embrace. So oh, oh, oh. yeah, what a boost! <laughs> yeah, he's a wild man. Jesus. Hello, oh, what's the trapper doing? He's watching. That's, That's what I'm asking. <laughs> little, the kid, jacking the kid's it. like, uh, he's jacking oh, in the God. bushes. Oh, I'm just hiding in the bushes then. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's just yeah, dirty, dirty perv. Shocking. Probably trying to lick the back sweat or something <laughs> like that. Like he's just a creepy kid now. Oh, God. <laughs> he wasn't ruined before. He is now. I think he's messed up. But the animals <laughs> are just watching. Like, oh, what? The heck? <laughs> Trapper's probably trying to chase the wow. animals. He's like, have it off with the gazelle now. Whoa. Uh, yeah, Six anyway. Seven, is, that where, is that where the movie Six Days and Seven Nights with Harrison Ford <laughs> comes from? And Anne H. Oh, God. That's the mythology of it. The origin of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're cornering this island. 
If you haven't seen it, guys, you should. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's I'd not good. Give that one a miss. <laughs> a rare miss for Mr. Forward. Yeah, that was uh, the one. Harrison's one for the studio. That one was, I think. <laughs> wasn't one for him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think you got to do Air Force One just after. Yeah. That. <laughs> Before. <laughs> Get off uh, my plane. That was good. <laughs> so, I like that. I like uh, that movie. As cheesy as it was, I like that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, six days and seven nights, Shamat and Enkidu lay in embrace, getting the old sexy time on. It's all good. And by Enkidu. the seventh day, he is uh, sated by her charms. He's in his relax. He's like, oh yeah, no worries. So you sit back, have a cigarette, whatever, whatever he's got to do. And God, then he goes, oh, it took her that long. <laughs> like, okay, that's enough. Finally, I trust you. I can relax. Imagine if she was terrible. He's like, oh, just stop, please. I just, just can't. Uh, he was terrible. And he's like, do I fuck the floor now? He's like, no, no, you fuck me. Stick it in me. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. And so um, he's sated by her charms. He's been, uh, he's feeling good. He turns to his animals and the gazelles, they don't recognize him <laughs> at all. Like, they look yet? at him and they, they dart oh, away. They're like, oh, mate, who's this human? Like, this isn't right. You're not wild like we are. And this is weird. What's the opposite of bestiality? Humans? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ugh, humanality. I don't know. You've <laughs> touched man flesh. Freak. Yeah, you're gross. Human flesh. <laughs> anyway, and so his knees, they wanted to, you know, speed away with his animal friends and do what they normally do, but they became rigid. And he... Um, he felt diminished and he couldn't run super swift before, but, but he was able to draw himself up and stand on two legs. Oh. And he brings his shoulders back, showing how just truly jacked he was. He's like, I just had sex for six days and seven nights already. He's so like, he literally became a man. He literally, like, and he, became he, a man. He, he gets the stance of becoming like a man. Stands like a man and all that. Does he walk like a man? <laughs> he talks like a man. Yeah. Like a man. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so yeah, so basically um in front of Shimart, Enkidu is no longer a wild man. He is simply a man. But he's still covered in like fur and shit. Like he's still like shaggy. <laughs> Actual shit. Yeah. Like, he's like he's been living in his shit. He's Sasquatch. And hey, <laughs> you're having sex for six days and seven nights. You're covered in a lot of stuff. Like you're not uh, too He just needs a makeover. <laughs> the gorgeous. Uh, where's Queer Eye when you need him? Yeah. Get this beast into a handsome fella. Queer Eye for Enki Do. And so <laughs> uh Shimat, she says to uh says to Enki Do the stuff along the lines going, You are beautiful, Enki Do. You're basically a god or you look like a god. Um, you know, don't worry about hanging out with the animals anymore because they, they they don't really recognize you. Why don't you come to Uruk with me? You can come to the holy temple, the residence of Anu and Ishtar. Ishtar is one of the other gods. Mm-hmm. She's one of the house gods of uh, Uruk as well as Anu. Um, and and you can come and catch. Uh, you can hang out in the in the palace of Gilgamesh, who is wise to perfection, but he 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 struts around his palace like a wild bull. So basically, saying he's awesome and wise, but he still acts like a dick. Um, and you know, Shamat <laughs> Shamat basically That's the gives, translation. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Shamat gives uh, Enkidu the lowdown of everything that Gilgamesh has been up to. And uh, <laughs> the, the Enki do's and don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, that's bad. And Sorry. yeah, and, and so Shamat kind of seals the deal by saying, Come with me and come to the place where everyone's basically partying and wearing certain skirts and all that. And there's a lot of harlots around. That's what she says. Basically, I think she's trying to say there's a lot of people who will give you what I just gave you. Um, you should probably Six come days to- and seven nights. <laughs> she wow. probably come out and hang out with humans a little yes. bit more. Yeah. We're all skanks. We love it. And yeah. And, you know, Inky, Inky Do, he opens his mouth and starts to, starts to move his voice box around. And he speaks for the very first time. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's <laughs> pretty much, pretty much to the vein where he's like, yeah, let's do this. Take me to this Gilgamesh guy. Let it, let me shout to Uruk that I am the mightiest one. I'm going to, I'm going to make a change of things like this, this Gilgamesh day. Is he now wearing like a bed robe like Hugh Hefner and like blue lens glasses? <laughs> like he's just a, just that dude now. He's Gelled like, yeah. hair. Yeah. Hey, let's go and do this. Satin boxes. boxes. <laughs> Just a long, a long cigarette holder. Like, a bit more relaxed about yeah. things now. Yeah. He loves jazz. Yeah. yeah nice. Um, but you know, and she's she's like, "Yep, uh, no worries." But 
she warns Enkidu. She says, mate, Enk- uh, Gilgamesh, as I said before, is a pretty awesome guy. Like in terms of being like, he's pretty intimidating, you know, one part man, two parts gods. Uh, and the, and like, you know, you can't really beat him uh, without sleeping night and day. Cause that's basically saying that Gilgamesh is, is, is huge. He's the mightiest man in the lands. Uh, you're going to you gonna be hard pressed if you're going to challenge him. And, uh, and she also goes and drops it and says, um, you know, Enkidu's, his thoughts need to change. So he basically needs to go through his little training montage or whatever, because he needs to get his mind right if he's going to challenge Gilgamesh. Of course, yeah. But then she drops that she loves Gilgamesh uh, and then proceeds to tell Gil, uh, Enkidu about the dream that Gilgamesh had, because Gilgamesh, obviously, as well as telling his mum, uh, Nin Sun, about his dreams, tells the harlot, Shamat, about it as well. Tells the brozzy. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> This is one of those guys. The hires he hires him just to talk. He just wants to talk to someone. <laughs> just needs a friend. He doesn't want to do it. Just needs yeah, a friend. Exactly. A shoulder to cry on. It's lonely at the top. Even someone so big. I feel so small sometimes. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gilgamesh. Get it together, Gilgi. Uh, anyway, and so after all this, uh, Shamat, she tells Enkidu, uh, as I said, yeah, she tells Enkidu about the dreams and then they promptly have sex. Oh, Enkidu, don't mind if I do. Um, because she obviously was happy with what happened the first time. And um, yep. They had a day break and then went, oh, let's go back to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of breaks, uh, probably a good time to, uh, to try and uh, break for a bit of an ad at the moment. A bit of an advertisement. An ad. Try and sell some bits. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be back and uh, hopefully not after six to seven days. Uh, Shamat this second time hopefully is a bit quicker. Um, but yeah, we'll, we, yeah, we'll be back just after we try and sell you some stuff. Won't be tick. All right, so we're back. Hopefully, hopefully you guys bought everything that was there, uh, or unless it was terrible. It sounded like some fantastic products. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. I'm we are sold. at the teeth. We are good. Yeah. Oh, please. Do I do I see any of that money? Do I get any of that? Yeah. Hey, I'm sure something will happen. Trickle down economics. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Sweet. Can't wait for it. We'll all Reaganomics <laughs> over this 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 uh, this place. <laughs> Reaganomics. Uh, so oh, back to the story. Uh, Shimat's given uh, Enkidu a little bit of, a little bit of sexy time uh, before they they, Panky, they pack, pack up and go to Uruk. Uh, so that's all good. Uh, so they're on their way. Um, and where yeah, she's going to take uh, Enkidu to meet uh, Gilgamesh, but. On the way, they stop by a, um, a small village of shepherds. Now, I can't actually tell you what happened with the uh, the trapper. Now, he seems to have just fucked off. Like, you know, third wheel or something like that. He's just... Uh, well, his life's totally screwed up because he's just seen two people screw for a week. He's like, ah. It's in the, pal- the palace. <laughs> the temple prostitute have sex with a hairy wild man for six, six and days, not seven nights. <laughs> he knows that he's not skilled in his craft of trapping and hunting. And, uh, mate, he's, <laughs> I think he's, he think he's messed up. He's done. But I want to say, I want to say he's, he's probably just uh, feeling all right with the world. And he's gone back to doing his job because now that Enkidu's out of the wild, he can go back to hunting and, and trapping and all that. <laughs> Murdering all his former friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's fine with that. He's cool. with just leaving that shit behind. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, Shimat and Enkidu, as they travel to Uruk, as I was saying, they, uh, they stop by in a small village of shepherds um, because Shamat wants to teach or uh, Enkidu how to be more quote unquote human. So basically teach her the ways of being human, make him civilized and all that. Cause at the moment, all he knows is like eating and fucking and all that and speaking. He learned how to speak. So <laughs> that's what he does. Okay. That's what he's been doing. At least he's got the, the basics down. <laughs> yeah. He's got the basics down. So he's like, and he's, he's like, a, he's like what, 50% of blokes these days. He's like, oh, eat and fuck. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I just need to learn how to fix up a car. <laughs> <laughs> See it, Summonats. <laughs> uh, sorry, Summonats fans. Uh, it's a great time, but it's so loud. Oh, I can't do it. No. I can't do it. Pat, it's, 
it sucks. <laughs> Sermonettes, <laughs> you gotta suck. Oh, it's, we're not gonna have an ad for Sermonettes. Here's an oh, ad. Yeah, Don't go. Yeah. It no, sucks. it's 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 pretty. I I always tried to get out of Canberra when Sermonettes was on. Um, find just, another hobby yeah <laughs> <It sucks. laughs> yeah um so um uh where was i shamat and enkidu they go to hang out with the shepherds uh to be more human and the shepherds are like fuck yeah this enkidu guy look, looks massive he's well mighty like why don't you hang out with us for a while and because you look like the mightiest in the land and shit so fuck get this guy a beer and some food like human food they sound pretty cultured <laughs> i can learn a lot from these shepherds they sound like they just came off <laughs> from uh, was- someone else we get up. Oh shit! Look at this big rig. <laughs> get this guy a fucking steak in a titty. Get it. <laughs> oi, oi, Baz! Listen to this. He just banged for a week. Holy shit! <laughs> for a whole week? Yeah, the whole week. Look at this hairy fucker. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm, oh no, it's stirring up weird feelings in me. I better suppress those gay thoughts down because I'm a man. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> oh Jesus! Guess I'm about to punch a wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. The shepherds. They're teaching them. It was necessary. Yeah, the shepherds are really impressed by him. I mean, who wouldn't be? He's, he's massive. He's, he's jacked. He's the biggest bloke anyone, any of them have probably seen. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't normally travel to see Gilgamesh. They're like, fuck, this guy's huge. They're all starting to blush. But everyone knows Shemart. <laughs> everyone knows Shemart. <laughs> they all know her. They're like, they like I don't know. It's like, oh, it's the harlot. She's here. She's like, my name's Shemart. Like, I, I don't know. They all recognize her. I don't know if she does like, you know, she's like, maybe she's like an ambassador or something as well, but they all know. And, and um, the long story, uh, the short story is, is that NQD stays with them in the village. Okay. She did a fox night there a few weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> they all know her. <laughs> uh, and so um yeah so he stays at the shepherd's place uh with shamat shamat's there as well and um and he's like oh i don't know about this whole food and beer stuff because i normally just you know eat grass and drink water she's like come on mate <laughs> get the human stuff in here you're gonna love it <laughs> so she ruins him this big <laughs> yeah. phys- physical specimen it's gonna become a fat slob <laughs> yeah a shitload of carbs mate <laughs> oh tastes so good uh, but <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm like the aftershot of uh, Enkidu. <laughs> yeah, we all started out like Enkidu. And we uh, found alcohol. Like, oh, my God. What is this weird libation? Oh, I'm fat. I'm fat and unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, so Shamat encourages him to eat food and drink the beer. Uh, she's like, look, it's the as as it was, uh, sorry, uh, as it is the one the way that we live, uh, it's the custom of the land, so you need to you need to fit in. Don't you want to be cool, Linky Do? <laughs> <laughs> Drink, bro. <laughs> peer pressure. <laughs> Everything's peer pressure. Peer pressure gets a hold of him because he has like seven jugs of beer. Is that what it says on the tablet? <laughs> seven jugs of libations. <laughs> it does. It says. Uh, it says he reportedly drinks seven jugs of, uh, of of the beer that they brew, and then breaks into song and dance. So he's life of the party. Nice. He makes me. He makes me think of that movie, um, uh, the real Cancun. If you remember that one at all, no. the, 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 <laughs> the real uptight well. guy who, um, you know, has his as he drinks becomes a life of the party. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like that, except he's like, you know, super jacked. Oh, what's his name? Oh, that's annoying. Uh, I'll, I'll drop. It, I'll drop it. I in was there. thinking when Bender becomes a human. Yes, he drinks in like two days. Becomes humongous yeah oh he's kind of like that but he doesn't go to uh he doesn't go to super excess like i'm assuming they try to say he drinks seven jugs because he's massive so it takes seven jugs of beer to get him to the point where like a normal like one of the shepherds would be drunk Mm -hmm. but you'd assume with his metabolism because he's jacked anyway he'd get like hammered off like half a skewy but whatever um anyway He's having a great time. He's singing around. He's dancing. He's, he's loving it. This is like the great time for him. His face is glowing. Uh, and at this point, he kind of splashes his shaggy body in water. So we're assuming that means he has a bath. Uh, and then they rub like, um, <laughs> they rub body oil and stuff on him. Shemart gives him the makeup. I saying that these days. <laughs> Instead of having a bath. Sorry, guys. Just going to go splash my body in shaggy water. Just gonna shag in shaggy up. water. What are you talking about? <laughs> What's a sh- what's shaggy water? <laughs> not, I'm not yeah. sure anymore. Um, anyway, basically, uh, the tablet's all about like this is the point where um, Enkidu's almost completing his full transformation. He's eating human food. He's he's doing human speak. He's uh he's banging Shamat. 
Human speak. Have you just learned human speak? <laughs> hey, I'm reading it off the tablet. This is Arcadian. I do human. I do human speak. <laughs> Jesus. Right, sorry, go on. Bit of fun here, you mate. Bit English. of fun. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm having fun. Yeah. And so she's rubbing, she's rubbing his body in oil and all that. So basically, um, you know, a lot of it's like rubbing him in oil and that. And then it usually means like they, they she shave him. So shave the body from, I say, show shave the the shaggy hair from his body. So he's more human, um, without like the hairy. So he's not like you know, uh, don't think like um, Eastern European like hair all over anymore. He's he's you know shaved. But imagine the job on that. I don't even shave my beard anymore. Just trim it. Like in the full body. <laughs> the oh. back. Getting the oh. back going. No, thanks. Yeah, but, um, you know, so after the whole humanizing uh, thing, he's fully welcomed by the shepherds. They love him. They love his, uh, love his drinking efforts. He's dancing, he's singing. Uh, and the good thing about um, Enkidu is that he can, uh, he can guard the shepherds flocks from lions and wolves. Cause like, He's hanging out there. Lines of wolves like, oh, we'll have a bit of your flock, mate. And he's like, uh, I'm Enki Do. How about you fuck off? And they're like, ah, all right, leaving. And so the shepherds like, oh, see you, mate. He's guarding the shepherd's flock while they rest. And then in between, uh, they're drinking, having a great time. So life's great for Enki Do. He's having a good time. Um, and you can kind of feel like he wakes up one day, like Shamat, like poking him on the shoulder going, mate, um, uh, yeah, we need to get 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 moving we need to do something and he's like oh, i'm having a great time here with the shepherds but one day uh enkidu and shimat they see a young man hurrying through the village with like a platter full of uh, all these tasty treats Ooh. and uh and they ask the young man they're like oh mate what uh what's going on there what are you what are you carrying and uh he goes oh you know the young man explains he goes mate there's a wedding in uruk that uh that, I, that i'm going to and i need to uh i need to prepare I need, I need to bring this uh, tray full of tasty treats to uh, Gilgamesh as his portion uh, for being a dick king. Um, you're like, what? For being a dick king? Don't you remember? Gilgamesh, he's a dick. You're like, oh, that guy. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> the other man guy. Fucking yeah, but en- Enkidu <laughs> must have forgotten who he was or something. But he, and then Shamat's like, mate, that's why I was fucking giving you the push along before, mate. <laughs> you got a job to do. And he's like, oh, shit, I'm really angry now. <laughs> God. He got super angry about the portion of food because he was like, mate, I want to eat some of that food. And then, um, you know, he gets reminded that Gilgamesh also bangs the brides before her husband, <laughs> before the husband's consummate and all that. Ah, uh, yeah, all that jazz. Yep, yep. Yeah, all suddenly he's bad. really attuned to, uh, to, uh, to human behavior and all that. And Enki Dude just gets super angry. <laughs> he's like, what? That's not right at all. Oh, let's go. Oh, I'm angry. <laughs> let's send him off. Bash his face exactly. I'm going to go challenge Gilgamesh. Um, and you know he's he's basically going to go and in in so answering the the prayers of the people of Uruk and so you know he's like oh mate um, he's he's stewing he's ready to go and but we don't so he so he sets off for Uruk we don't know what Shamat does um, she might just be hanging out with the shepherds bye just guess I'll stay here then uh, I think she may be walking a little bit like a cow legged or bow legged after like Inky do going to town as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> weeks and weeks, yeah, yep. All doing yeah, that. But yeah. she might have her own, her own, her own jam as well. We're not quite sure, but yeah, we're gonna leave it there. Um, we, yep, yeah, Enkidu, he's on his, he's on his way to Uruk to challenge the mighty Gilgamesh. You better believe he's, uh, he's looking good. He's looking good. He's shaved. He's got, uh, he's, he's got his suit. Still got his lovely hair like a woman's, uh, which basically beautiful, full flowing. Bear belly? Does he have a beer belly? Sorry, You're probably got a beer belly. Oh, maybe a little pot, a little pot belly. Uh, yep, yep. Just nice and round, but I, I'd probably still say he's pretty. He's pretty jacked. But he's looking the specimen. He is. Well, he's fully shaved. He's looking the rival. He, he looks, 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 looks good. Looks the part. Yeah, people of Auric are going to be real happy with this one, I reckon. That's sweet. So we're going to leave it there. So uh, it's going to actually be a multi-part series. Oh, you didn't tell me that at the start. Oh, oh what am I going to do? Locked you in, buddy. Oh no, another um, multi-series. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prob- probably just a two-parter we'll see we'll see how it comes out there's a lot to tell in this story and i'm excited to tell it i really am this will be good but uh well yeah as i said we'll leave it there so uh remember for those of you listening uh to like the podcast if you can leave a comment as well 
uh, when you do that, it just, it really helps us out more so than I ever thought it would uh, when I listen to podcasts or anything like that. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. But no, it really helps with the algorithms <laughs> and all that. Yeah, whatever, buddy. <laughs> we love you for it. So please get on there and do that. And um, yeah, we'll catch you all for, uh, for part two of the Epic of Gilgamesh. Also, buy right. every product that was uh, advertisement on this program. Exactly. And tell other helps. advertisements to, to, to sponsor us as well. <laughs> Give us money. Or just send us money. Or you money. And I get the trickle down. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Everyone take a second mortgage out in your house and send it to us. Precisely. All right. Well, all right. So part two. How many parts is it going to be? Probably two-parter, maybe three. It's uh, it's a big <laughs> one. They didn't call it the epic of Gilgamesh for nothing. It's not the one. It's not the... Uh, the one and done. It's not the story to listen to while you, yeah. It's not the story to tell while you're waiting for the bus. This is no. uh, it's a big story. It's three bus stops. It's gotcha. All right. Well, um, until then, hey. Indeed, we'll be well, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you all later. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to a little history. Uh, we're an independent podcast, so it would truly be wonderful if you could uh, like or follow us wherever you're hearing a little history today. Uh, and feel free to leave a comment below as well. Now, if you want to get in touch, uh, have any suggestions for future episodes, or you just want to send in your love, send it to a little history podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under a little history podcast. All right, we'll see you next time.